welcome back to the Live AD 33 podcast, where we want to live in view of the cross of Christ and give current events eternal perspective. I'm your host, George Hellowa. Today, we're talking about something that came across my newsfeed. And I guess all I can say is that, well, the Pope is at it again. The, the Pope, Francis, who is a spiritual head of the Catholic Church, went on record in a recent documentary endorsing civil unions for gay couples. Now, here in America, gay marriage is legal and has been for a few years. It's been called, uh, quote-unquote, the law of the land, and even the current president has not expressed a desire to change that. But what makes this news is that the sentiments revealed by Francis today uh, and this week are, are contrary to what has been long-held beliefs of the Catholic Church and, and what has been taught in Christian orthodoxy for thousands of years. Now, the Pope wasn't speaking ex-cathedra today. It was not an official doctrinal change of the Church. But if you don't think that this will send waves through the Church, <laughs> you don't understand or appreciate uh, the power of the papacy. Now, to be clear, and I always take, try to take the biblical perspective on things, that the Bible does call homosexuality a sin. And so marriage doesn't legitimize it in the eyes of God. And he was speaking of civil unions. In his actual words, he said, uh, what we have to have is a civil union law, that way they are legally covered. Now this has been the argument for gay marriage, uh, that the civil aspect, that couples would receive the same benefits as heterosexual couples. And a lot of people praised his comments as a starting point for church acceptance of LGBTQ people, while others downplayed it as just simply acknowledging civil unions but offering no endorsement uh, for, for church acceptance. And, of course, as is the case, the Pope's comments were, were received with the usual mixture of, uh, of praise and condemnation, depending on where people stand on the issue. But this is a huge change, a huge departure for the Catholic Church, and one has to wonder what the next step is from here. I mean, it could be seen as, as a foothold for the enemy in some cases, a crack in the piety of the Catholic Church's armor. And this issue of homosexual marriage already divided the Episcopal Church. And so I'm curious now to see what it could do to the Catholic Church if the Pope's opinions become de facto doctrine. So there, there are really, for me, and the reason I want to share this with you today is that there's three concerns that this raises that should be considered in light of this being, as many things are, a Bible issue, and a gospel issue. First, that these statements will water down the gospel. Now, I'm not a Catholic, but the Pope represents the spiritual head of every Catholic in the world. As the, quote, vicar of Christ, he is supposed to speak for God, and there are very few people who would ever differentiate his opinion from his theology and doctrine. So what happens when the Pope stops calling something sin? How do you speak of forgiveness of sins if they aren't clearly identified? I mean, it seems in certain circles that a lack of hospitality or disagreement is now being called a greater sin these days than, than homosexuality. So the first concern is that it's going to water down the gospel. The second concern is where does the church's authority rest if it's not in the word of God? So how do we, how do we justify accepting one sin and not another, especially when the offer of forgiveness is the same for any sin. I mean, so what happens if the Pope starts to say that certain things can be justified or, or moralized under civil laws? It means that anything that the Bible has to say on the matter then becomes what? It becomes a moot point. And it doesn't matter if the Bible offers solutions when something is no longer viewed as a problem. Now, I get it. I recognize that 
the Catholic Church at large long ago abandoned the Bible as having any real authority as long as the Pope is speaking, putting tradition oftentimes over the, the Word of God. But at least the Pope had something he could lean into for guidance. I mean, if he's God's mouthpiece, I think you, at least you could have studied where, where God has already spoken. I'm not saying he doesn't know what the Word of God says, but I think he is choosing to ignore it or rationalize it. And number three, you know, is this. A sinful world finally has a legitimate advocate. See, remember, few people really understand the difference between Catholics and Protestants, and so many of them might think that the Pope speaks for all of us. So now, whenever a layperson tries to share the Word of God, they'll seemingly be in conflict with a true professional, right? The Pope. And if the Pope believes it, why don't we? But as a Protestant, I can legitimately say that the Pope does not speak for me. And the Word of God does. And anytime anyone speaks in a manner that contradicts God's Word, I'm going to side with the Bible. And guess what? As Christians, anyone who says they're a believer in Jesus Christ, that's what we're supposed to do. Now, the Pope's words, they might make him more popular, they might make him more accepted in a world that doesn't want to hear truth. And that's honestly kind of sad. Because he does have the words of eternal life at his fingertips. But remember Paul's words to Timothy. He said this, Preach the word of God. Be prepared when, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires, and they will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth, and they will chase after myths. So don't let the words of one person, no matter their power or influence, cause you to stray away from the truth of God's word. And don't let culture's acceptance of what the Bible calls sin be the things that guides your morality. Okay, now someone will misconstrue my statements here as as homophobic, which is just a blanket attack on anyone who disagrees with the morality of homosexuality. But I'm not indicting homosexuals here. You know, I'm going to let God deal with that. And God is very clear about that. God loves all of us and he meets us where we are. But don't forget that he's never content to leave us there. So I'm not indicting homosexuals here. I am indicting the Pope. He's opening a Pandora's box that will alter the church. Now, I appreciate Pope Francis' stand on loving people. I genuinely believe that he wants to help the lost and he hurting and it's well documented that he did so as a bishop, that he used to sneak out and go serve homeless people. And I really genuinely think that in that regard, I mean, there's a reason he named himself Francis, because he's trying to model St. Francis of Assisi. But if he's not careful, he's going to do far more harm than good if he lets the lost think that they're in the middle of God's will. Like Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, which... All of us are. Personally, I'm just glad that someone loved me enough to be willing to tell me that I had a problem with sin and that only Jesus could fix it. Well, those are my brief thoughts on the issue. And uh, if you're, I can assure you that far more intelligent and learned people are going to comment on this over the next couple days and weeks. And I want to encourage you, if you're wrestling with this and struggling with this or have concerns about where this, what this means for the church, go and listen to those people. People, I'm sure, like Al Mohler and others are going to tackle this really, really effectively. But I want to challenge you and remember that 
there's no such thing as an issue that's not a gospel issue. And this really is a gospel issue because the Pope is changing the standard, changing God's holy standard and what is viewed as acceptable in God's eyes. And he's doing it simply because of his position and the power of his words. So I want to challenge you to make sure that you are abiding by God's word more than you're ever abiding by anything that the Pope or even a pastor says. Even what this guy on the podcast is saying. You've been listening to the Live 8033 podcast where we want to live in view of the cross of Christ and give all of our current events some eternal perspective. And if you appreciate what you've heard today, if you don't like what you heard today, go ahead and you know shoot me an email, live8033 at gmail.com. The music you're hearing today is by Lee Rosevear. You can check out his stuff at the musicarchive.org. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day. We'll talk to you soon.